everybody seated, everybody present. He's a minister in their own right. Allah, we thank you for the boldness as we come and as we walk in it. We understand some may walk faster than some. But Lord, we are walking boldly into our calling, into our lane, into the thing that you already predestined. Lord, most of the things that we heard tonight, today, isn't new. Most of the things are reconfirmation because, Lord, sometimes we have to hear the word again and again. Well, Lord, today we make, we're making a bold statement that we're going to walk in it this time. No more will we hear the word and not execute. We will now hear the word sharply and we will walk in it. Well, Lord, we thank you for your presence. We ask you to always go before us. We thankful that you're so gracious unto us and you're so patient with us as your children. Lord, we thank you for being our Father. We thank you that the things that you have shown us, the things that you have revealed, that is for us. The mysteries, that is for you. In due time, if you choose to, you will reveal. But for now on, whatever we have gotten already, we won't get any more until we work on what we have gotten already. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we can feel your presence. Lord. It is so, so rich. It is so encouraging. It is so comforting. Well, Lord, it is for us, as we have gotten your presence, to spread it to the world. It is for us to go into the places, as our sister shared, at work. On in the in the marketplace because Lord we realize that most of your miracles weren't even in the temple we've seen it in scripture you're just sitting at a well you're just waiting then a lady appeared and the ministry took place right there Lord we thank we are so thankful that we can see those examples and walk in it Knowing that your presence is everywhere. And as we come on a Sunday, we are supposed to be really testifying of your goodness throughout the week. You know that I saw somebody and I laid hands on them and their sight recovered. You know, things like that. We saw somebody and our hearts moved with compassion and we stopped and prayed with that person. Or even though the, the, I remember there was a time when me and my wife were on the basketball court just playing around. And somebody said, hey, tell us, tell us about Jesus. And we spent a couple of hours with a guy. He was asking a lot of questions. And the other day, we found out he gave his heart to the Lord. And I said, wow, we weren't in a church. We were just playing basketball, just having fun. So Lord, those moments, let us not miss those moments anymore, Lord. Let us be mindful of your presence in our hearts as we move to and fro. As we get up in the mornings and have our devotion, we can say, Lord, show us 
who you want to to minister to today and Lord we be so bold to to do those things so Lord we thank you in Jesus name amen and amen wow um, thank you Lord I have a a slight uh, word to share and um, as we can confirm um, I heard something about albums or things that you're, you'll be doing not sure what the capacity is but not sure if you're working on an album or something to that effect but um, we pray that the blessing will be upon it um, a sister shared last night that Wow, this lady can worship forever. She does work like if if we didn't have to stop, you, you could probably worship till tomorrow morning. And that is indeed a blessing. She was so, uh, what's the word, blessed? Yeah, she was like, oh my God, oh my God, this lady is so wonderful. I'm not sure she's sharing, but I'm sharing it with you. Because sometimes we have to tell others to encourage that the thing that we hear or the thing that we're doing it's really blessed. She was back there and she was, oh my God, like every song that you sung, she said, oh, mm, that, like on point, bam, bam, you know. I would have smiled because I said, yes, that, that's our sister. <laughs> and, you know, remember the fresh bread. I, I think we shared with somebody that every song that you sung the last time wasn't a song that was written. It was a song that just came out, the fresh bread, you know. And then, we, we understand the, the idea of the prophetic coming out of the worship when you shared words that's coming up and everybody was like, oh, she know that, you know? It's, it's so awesome when somebody don't know you right. and they can say something, you say, mm, oh God, you know? <laughs> Sometimes somebody knows you say, oh, yeah, because they know me, they know certain things, but the, even, even my daughter, she, um, when you said that, she was given a prize for writing some essay um, to the congressman about the school lunches or you know it don't make any sense the food is not healthy why <laughs> and, and oh, <laughs> he had to write a book and, oh thank you <laughs> you know and um, I, I saw all those things you know she's always questioning stuff that kids would do normally like I say do your homework why but I'm not going to use any of this later on I say, yeah, it's practice, you know. <laughs> but she's always questioning everything. And I remember when she was four years old, um, she said, Daddy, I'm going to Harvard. I said, okay. Well, her mom laughed at the time. and I said, no. I said, if it's the Lord tell you, Daddy, yeah, because four years old, she don't know where all Harvard is. <laughs> and, um, and she remembered that she said, Daddy, I'm going to Harvard. I said, okay. Uh, bless God for the scholarships. <laughs> but um, it is awesome that we're here and um, that we can share and we can build each other. We can establish each other because one person alone doesn't have everything together. So we, the iron sharp iron, you know. So the word I'm going to have the grace and I pray the Lord has opened my eyes to see more because even while reading it again I saw some more I pray the Lord has helped me it is taken from John 5 
if you have your scrolls or your tablets. It's funny that we are using tablets and they had tablets <laughs> before. <laughs> so like, it seems like there's nothing new. <laughs> Alright, so I promise you though, I, I'm not going to be long because I pray the Lord has helped me to remember the points that he wants to share. So it's from John 5, verse 1. Uh, let me stop at... Uh, let me stop at 17. Alright, let me read it. Um, reading from the King James, but let me change it to the NIV for better English. Can I find it? Alright. Is there um, an awesome reader in the house? Yes, uh, I will call on Sister Ruth with the, the radio voice. Okay, no problem. John 5, 1 to 17. Yeah. Sometime later, Jesus went up to, to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is, there is in Jerusalem near the sheep gate, mm -hmm. a pool, which in Aramaic is called the Seder. Mm -hmm. And which is surrounded by five covered holidays. Mm -hmm. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been thinking of it for 38 years. One to five? No, 17. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me in the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. And once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The Lord, the Lord forbids you to carry a mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who has healed me had no idea who he was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd mm -hmm. that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. Mm -hmm. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at work, to this very day, and I too am working. Amen, amen. Thank you. Mm, thank you, thank you. Wow, this is such a. Yeah. This is us confirming everything that Sister shared. <laughs> I was laughing. I said, Oh, how should know that? <laughs> so we see in, in um, verse 13 where it says, Jesus kind of slipped away, going from, you know, He's so good at that. He just 
do something and just move. No, don't even wait for the person to even <laughs> come back and give him thanks or you know. Mm. Or he would tell him, hey, don't tell anybody. Just, be, just go about your business. Yeah. So I, I saw this as Jesus' third miracle. You know, when he was at the feast and there was another miracle he performed and this was the third one. And um, this one was even without him laying hands on the person. Mm -hmm. He just spoke the word. The person didn't know who it was. But then uh, as we go back in verse 1, it says, There is a feast of the Jews. And, um, you know, as we think of people of God, there is this thing that we, we enjoy. We enjoy feasting. We enjoy coming together with good food from um, brought to you by the Tamar Cafe. Yeah, we, yeah we, we, we're so thankful to enjoy good food and fellowship. But he said, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And I'm saying, all right, Jesus going to Jerusalem. You know what Jerusalem means for the, the believer, the idea of the place of worship? Because I remember the lady at well asked him the question, are we going up to that place? That, you know, that presence where our forefathers um, celebrated. Mm. So Jesus is going to the temple. And, you know, as he's about his father's business, we, we can remember at age 12, he was there in the temple. Mary looking for, where are you? I'm here to do my father's bidding. At that age, he knew what he's here to do. And we see as a man, he considered a lot of things because when he cut when he came down to the point he said not my will but that will be done so we see the idea of the knowing what we're supposed to do but when it comes on to the point there is a a, a, a tug uh, like a fight there is a because uh, the enemy don't want us to walk in it we know what we're supposed to do but when it comes down to the point of doing it, I said, no, Lord, we're not sure, you know, probably there must be another way. He was saying, oh, Lord, make it be another way. Let me just call on all the angels and be done. Then he said, mm -mm, not my will, but yours be done. So there in Jerusalem was a, a sheep market. And I, I was doing a little research and uh, I realized that the water or the color pool was like a thing where they drink water from. And it was not so clean. <laughs> when animals drink from a, a certain water, the water settles and the water is like murky. We're like, oh, you know. But they said it's called a place of mercy. So there's a pool right at the gate where the sheep come, the sheep, sorry come to drink, get water to drink and it's called a place of mercy and we understand as somebody mentioned when, when God is doing surgery it's never pretty it's never eloquent it's never you know even when he came into the earth he wasn't some, something to be admired or something to look upon so there, there is a water that don't look so clean and don't look so it, it's it's not even running because it's just they laying there until an angel have to come to stir up the water. It says, wow, for an angel to come to stir up the water, the water must be really <laughs> not good because that's like a... You know, some, you know we, we read scripture very often and sometimes we overlook certain words because we're, we're, we're going to a point. 
And the point we want to get to is so clear. And we're just, you know, somewhere, let's go very quick. But then I saw that it said it had five porches. And I said, five porches, five columns. And I was thinking in the back and I said, oh, that is it. The fivefold ministry. Yeah. I said, whoa, the Lord revealed. He has so much clues in things. Five pillars at the sheep market, at the pool. There's so much things in this one line. You know, as I remember, I was doing um, when it says, the Lord is my shepherd. The sheep goes, goes to drink. The, the pool is there. And it's called mercy. So we're drinking the mercy of God. Because it says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And when we hear of mercy, it causes people to... Alright, so at the time, I don't think there was any Facebook, any Twitter, any internet, no. <laughs> any kind of way of people communicating. I think they had to send a messenger. Write it anyway, wait like a month and come back with a message and send back. <laughs> so it was kind of hard, you know, to travel at the time. But it said there was a great multitude of people wanting to be well. <coughs> there was people who were blind, can't see, people with withered limbs, and they're just there waiting. For the water to to move. So I'm saying, alright, if they're waiting, do they come in the morning and then, oh, five o'clock, I'm going home now? Or are they staying there the whole day? So I'm saying, that can't be. How can you stay at a place the whole just there waiting? Just there waiting. And what are they doing when they're waiting? They're just... Because mm. I remember um, our sister, Juanita Bynum, she has a song that said, I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. And um, we understand waiting can seem like a long time. When you're waiting, you, you're waiting for your your revelation, you're waiting for your healing, you're waiting for your deliverance. So I can see them, thank you Lord, the day is coming, they, they, they know the season, they know this is an event of a supernatural occurrence, this is not a natural thing, but they're there they're, they're waiting, they're there waiting, bungling up and sitting down at the pool and everybody going about their business and the temple over there and they're waiting at the pool. Some say, why they don't go in the temple? Why are they waiting at the pool? Because they realize something is happening here. They might not understand the, the, the significance of the, the angel and the pool, but they heard that if the angel comes and somebody steps in when the water is stirred, then everything is good. So word of mouth travels very, very powerful in those days. And they're, they're waiting for the, for the moving of the water. So it is that we sometimes can wait 
for the movement in, in terms of we, we, we wait in worship but we wait in anticipation that the Lord will show up. We wait expecting that I'm going to continue doing my daily but there's this appointed time that the Lord will show up. And sometimes the Lord don't announce Okay, I'm going to show up at 11 a.m. Please be ready. I'm going to show up at 11. You know, the, the Lord never tells us that. He does shows up. Sometimes he shows up at a point where he said, No, Lord, not right here. I'm at work. These people, them, you know, they're looking at me, you know. Uh, I remember as sister was talking about working, um, there was a, a lady. I saw her and I said, come here. I said, give me a hug. You know, you haven't gotten a hug from me in a while. And I started hugging her. She started to cry. And I said, oh, no, no, no. I said, okay, all right, all right, you know. Right. <laughs> I have to walk to work, people looking at me. <laughs> Why are you crying like this? <laughs> I just said, she said, sir, my dad, I said, what happened to him? He, he had surgery and... I don't know, and you know, I said, "Come on, man, don't worry. You know, your 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 dad will be fine. Just tell me tomorrow how the surgery went, you know." And then she came out tomorrow, sir. Thank you. It, it was good. How you knew? I said, "The Lord told me, and I was able to give you comfort." And from that moment, we are like good friends. Anytime she sees me, you know. <laughs> You know, because what I noticed is most of the persons working there are immigrants, and um, I kind of like the idea that even though I don't understand the language, I think I need to work on it. But the idea where I am there and I see them and I can talk to them and they relate to me, and you know, and it it has taken me from the idea of doing the work but just meeting the people and just conversing with them, and I, and I really. I really enjoy that part of it, you know. So I said, okay, Lord, you bring me here to just meet the people. Right, let me just walk in at, you know. Not understanding the dynamics of it, you know. And there, there's a next guy there. He had a, he has a, like a speech impediment where when he speaks, he's stammering a little bit. And I said, Nick, don't worry. Just take your time. It's going to come through. Just take your time. And I've noticed his speech is getting better each time. Like he couldn't say a word without, you know. And I noticed he's going through. And I said, see, the Lord is healing you. And he, and he smiled, you know. And every time he passed my desk, he, he will come and wait. I said, Kirk, you leaving now? I said, no, in about 10 minutes. Okay, I'll wait for you. I said, why? We'll just walk to the car. <laughs> he walked to the car and then he left. So I, I'm seeing some fear with you at work. It's, it's a, I'm loving that part of it, you know. So as we get back in the text, verse 4, for an angel, are we, we, um, I'm not sure if anybody here have seen an angel or have experienced being in the presence of an angel, but I think, I don't think an angel will normally come in the way we expect. 
um, they will come, they won't have the wings and the, the bright light. They will come in, in the form of, you know, our sister here. Um, she's so, she's so gifted. Um, she has a gift that um, we wish we had. She's gifted in craft. How how we know it's a gift? How we know it's a gift? All right, Let, let's let's analyze this. She hasn't studied under a craftsperson. Um, she wasn't doing this from she was two years two years old, and we can say, oh, she was processing it, not understanding it, and now she has a business that we know is of God and is going to bless bless the world. You know, so we we see the form of angels. You know that that example of somebody who is given a supernatural thing, a, a messenger, a messenger to. To declare a message to do one particular thing because say if we can do one particular thing that we know that Lord has blessed us with so this angel his job is just to come down and stir the water all right so I can imagine the conversation with the angel and God and the Lord said, all right, you need to go down and stir the water. <laughs> and then he said, okay, sir. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> uh, that is it. So we realize when God gives an instruction, it doesn't come with do 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 It said, go to that person, say this one word. Remember the word, not yet? All right, think about it. Not yet coming, not yet. But you said the one word, not yet. She knew, she knew what it meant. So that is it. The Lord is going to give us a word, a thought. But it's not for us to try to process it. And I said, oh, can I share this? Because this might offend them. This might, you know. But then we just pray that the grace of the Lord us show some kind of way how to deliver the message. Because remember, an angel is a messenger sent to deliver a message, sent to deliver an instruction. But we don't understand all the dynamics. So if we think about all the words that have been spoken over our life, um, most of it don't make any sense because we therefore will question how shall that be? Case in point, an angel came to Mary and said, you are the one. I, I think there was a, a song that said, I are the one. <laughs> there, there's a, a Jamaican DJ. <laughs> I don't want to call him there, but he said, um, he, he has a little struggle with English and to put the words together. And with his limitation, he was caught in a phrase and he says, I are the one. <laughs> and, um, you know, everybody found it funny, but you know how we talk sometimes, we use certain slangs. 
But he's trying to say, I am the one. So the, the angel came to Mary to deliver a message. And the message was, you are the one. You are going to be the one to bring the Christ child. So then Mary questioned, how shall this be? How can this be? How um, I am yet without a husband? Because we, we know the natural occurrence of you know, we bring a child of a husband, you know, we know the natural, but the Lord said, You are the one, this is of God. In her natural mind, she's considering how shall we be? How shall this be? And if we can remember with every word that we have gotten, right, moms? The question we asked, how, how this is gonna work, you know. I am in the the later years of my life, I have worked, I want to relax. Because guess what? I have worked so hard. I worked from my right? I work from me. From from work in vain. I think I think if if we look up the word work, we will see mom's big picture beside it. <laughs> because like she invent work. She she worked so many jobs, she works so many hours. I think most of the time, you know, she she's the only one that can tell the schedule because every time she tells us the schedule, we, uh, we oh, off this day, off when day, which day? <laughs> you know, it's hard to keep up. But this woman has worked, worked diligently. Um, she goes to work, tired, not tired, um, losing a lot of sleep, you know. But look at it now. She's here being refreshed, encouraged, going into the next season of ministry. And guess what? She, she this is something that she had on her heart. But guess what happened? She said, um, "How can this be?" And I'm working so many hours. You see, you see the idea. She's working so many hours. How can I minister when I'm working so much? So the Lord has to take away the work. <laughs> In a, in a sense, to replace it with something else, you know, to to move the thing that is stopping the, the blessing or the area. So it could have been that all this time he's he's preparing this wonderful lady to for ministry. The the years that you have accumulated are not wasted. The years that you are able to care for people and to be compassionate to them. It's years that the Lord will use to, to magnify this thing. Because we, we think about Moses. He, he was mentioned last night. We know Moses, 40 years, 40 years, then ministry. <laughs> you know? So sometimes we think, oh no, this is the twilight, this is retirement. I can't, no. It's the idea of going in more, going in more, and the thing multiply faster. So we ask the question, how can this be? All right, so the angel came. And he said he went down at a certain, a certain season. He didn't say when it could be winter, summer, whatever season it was. But the people knew of the season. So as we, as we think about season of life, the different, the different stages that we go through life naturally, the Lord sometimes bypass certain seasons um, to, 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 to get to this, you know. And the question is, how can this be? 
But the Lord, the Lord is God. He can move through season. He can move through time. Nothing will stop him. Nothing will stop his word from coming to pass. Okay? So, verse 4 said, For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and troubled the water. Alright. Um, this is the, our minister mentioned something about troubled waters. Hmm. Um, and we know what it is to have still water because Psalm 23rd, the 23rd Psalm said, We will lie down, we'll have still waters. You know, the, the idea of water being still. But this is the water being troubled because guess what? It has been still for a long time. So, you can imagine a sheep drinking when the water is still and going down and drink and take a time. But when the water is troubled, it's going all over, all over the place. But in that troubled water represent the, the healing, the, the deliverance, the, in, in the turmoil, it, it says that the the troubling of the water, people saw, wait, something is happening. It is time to get ready. Mm. They, they were looking up in expectation. Wait, the angel is here. The water, so they, they were actually um, setting in position. Everybody can remember what a Black Friday thing looked like when everybody lined up at the, at the, at the doorway and they're and then the city guy come out the door and they're like, yes, Lord, yes. And what, what are they thinking about? They're thinking about the items that they're going to get. There's a, oh, Jesus. Yes, you know. And I know most of them are not church going people, but they're thanking the Lord for the 50-inch the TV for $100. I said, yes, Lord. They have waited a year for this event. Black Friday come once a year and everybody goes, hey, you see, no money yet? Black Friday coming, yes, yes, and they, they get ready. But here now, the, the water is troubled. And it says, Whosoever first step in after the water, they shall be made whole. Alright, I, I think that's kind of unfair. Uh, I don't know. I, I know you guys, you know, you guys don't question God. You guys say, you know, Lord, whatever you say, that is it. But I think this is unfair. Because you know they said the first shall be last and the last shall be first. How can you be in a place waiting on your blessing? You've been here serving faithfully. Let me say the word. Faithfully serving. Somebody just come in a couple weeks and they got their deliverance. I hear that something. The Lord don't work right because I know first come, first serve. Everybody know that. We, we, even when we were talking at the um, remember at the, the, the stop sign, the stop light? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah remember at the stop line? I'm just saying, what are you doing? Who's first? I'm stop move because first come, first serve. Everybody know that. It's an international thing. First come, first serve. So, how do we understand? Last come, first serve. How, how does that work? How does that work in the kingdom when we know first come, first serve? I think it's written 
It's probably the, the eleventh commandment. Thou shall be first because the king. You know what I mean? It is written. First come first serve. Everybody know. Sorry, man. I was here first. Okay. You know? Can you imagine being in a line? I'm not, not sure this happened to you. And somebody. And they stepped in front of you. He said, hey, um, excuse me. Don't you see I was here waiting? Especially waiting a long time. So I said, Lord, help me with this first come first serve thing that we know is, is a, a, a norm of the society. The rule is first come first serve. So, then it mentioned there was a certain man there with an infirmity for three years? No. For ten years? No. Twenty. 25, 38, as the sister declared her age. Why, why are we laughing? She said it's her age. <laughs> we work with what she says. He says, I am who I say I am. <laughs> so, this guy has been waiting 38 years. All right. I was trying to understand how do you, with 38 years, see other persons stepping before you? How does that work with your faith? Question. You have been serving the Lord faithfully, and you see other persons, it looks like their ministry, their life, is flying past. You say, what? You're putting, remember, faithful. You're putting diligent time, you're studying, you're doing everything that's right. You're doing the right. You're checking yourself. Is it hard? All right, the Lord said, no. It's okay, all right. But why? So, 38 years, this guy's there. So, I'm saying, all right, probably. You know, when I said nothing just happened? So, I'm thinking, it could be something that he has done. Because remember, if we are guilty, we will take any punishment. If we committed a crime and the judge said, I sentence you to, to 40 years, and you're guilty, said, yes, I deserve it. I, rem I remember that the thief on the cross said the same thing to Jesus. Um, I am here because I committed a crime, but you are a righteous man. You are not supposed to be here. So they were okay with being on the cross. So, 38 years, this guy is there in that capacity. And um, I'm wondering, how does 38 years affect our faith? Or can we be faithful up to 35 years? Because the Lord said, He who continued to the end, will see the fruit. It could be 38 years of the, the thing being developed. Could it be 38 years of the thing, his mindset. Alright, the first year, oh, I miss it. Right, next year. Second year, I miss it. This is going on every year. Till himself. But, he kind of didn't give up. 
he was still there. So in his mind, he's saying, all right, I don't care. You guys go before me. I'm still, I'm still waiting. Because remember what Juanita said, I don't mind waiting. That, that is something that the church, um, we, we probably, we don't understand the fullness of waiting yet. So whenever we get a word, we run and say, oh, it must be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Because we heard the word. I will wait and say, but sister, so -so, uh, prophet, so -so, tell me the word. It's 10 years now. I don't see any fruit of the word, something they probably did not hear right, or probably they were. No! The word is always true. The Lord said, He, His word will never come back to Him. Will never, will never. When the Lord said, Will never. So the word has been shared. We have received the word. Uh, we are processing the word. We, uh, we, we don't understand what the word means. So we say, How can this be? Because we're not, we're seeing the beginning, but we're not seeing the end. So we, we have a lot of questions. But guess what? Thirty-eight years, he's still at the place, and I think he's still at the same place because um, he decided, let me get my bed. He he has had his bed, the place that he resided. Um, it's not a what do we call it? The, the sleep number bed. Yeah, yeah, this isn't a beauty rest, prosthopedic. Um, this didn't have any technology in it. It, it, it seemed very portable because it seemed as something you could carry. Alright, the, so it's a light, lightweight, uh, movable bed. And he decided to plant there. Alright. So a certain man there, 38 years. When Jesus saw him, alright, so do you believe that the Lord is looking upon us? Yes. Do we believe that the Lord is seeing us? Mm -hmm. Do you believe that the Lord is watching our faithfulness? Mm -hmm. Alright, yes, because I remember when he said to the, the, the enemy, have you considered my servant Job? Mm -hmm. He was giving Job so many accolades that all of us, those are the words that we want to hear. We want to hear two words, faithful and servant. You remember what the Lord said? Enter the good and faithful servant. Those are the two words we want to make sure that we walk in. Being faithful and being a servant. So, Jesus saw him. Um... Do you think the Lord don't know our problems or situation? Do you think anything that come upon us is by surprise or he's ignorant to it? He said that the Lord knew that he has been there in a long time. He knew. He knew. He's been in that situation a long time. But then, as what the Lord usually does, he asks question that if we are not careful, we might miss it. Or we might say, what, this guy don't see that me in a bad position. The Lord asks, will thou be made whole? In verse 6. Alright, so. When I said nothing missing, nothing broken. 
Why would the, why would somebody ask if thou be made whole? Anybody? He couldn't walk. All right. Anybody else? Any? All right. So we, we assume he's in a position that he is. Was he half a person? Um, he was in a position where um, he wasn't whole. All right. All right. Okay. That's good. I, I am seeing it a little bit different. I'm seeing the wholeness not only in his body, but in his, his, his mental state of mind. The Lord wants to recreate our mind because when you get the mind of Christ, we see things a lot better than our bodies. Mm -hmm. Our perspective will change, thank you. Mm -hmm. So he said, will thou be made whole? Thinking that, will you now change your mindset? Because guess what? You have been doing this thing for 38 years. You have been waiting. Is there something different that you should do? But the guy was questioning the thing. You know, the Lord wants us to reason. And he will sometimes entertain. <laughs> I said sometimes. He will sometimes entertain our reasoning. Because we, we want to get an understanding of what this word is. So we question, um, how can this be? You know, like when Mary said, how can this be and I'm without a husband? How can I have a child? And, uh, and then he said, don't worry about that. But the man answered, answered the Lord. He said, Sir. He said, Sir. I'm trying to figure out was it was it a sarcastic sir? Alright, you, you know sometimes when when people when we question the obvious, sometimes when somebody questions the obvious, we, we sometimes can say, What? You're blind? I, I can see the guy saying, Sir. I have no man to bring me in when the water is troubled. And everybody that, that, that comes step before ahead of me, and um, they go before me in it. And Jesus didn't even say, okay, you have nobody. That is true. Talk, you know, you don't have nobody because we think about a scenario where the guy that was sick. And his friends tore up on the roof, lowered him down, and Jesus was, wow, great is thy faith. He was like, wow, you guys brought your friend to get well. And that is the idea that we want to have as a church and as a ministry, that we can bring each other into the presence to get well. Because they know if they bring him where Jesus is, just being in his presence, he will be made well. And so it was. He made well. I don't know how to work out the contracting of the roof, but when there is an era of desperation, we can't do the same. We can't do the same. We have to move beyond whatever is stopping us. So the roof, the place was full. They couldn't get in. Somebody have a bright head. Let's go on the top and dig it round, whatever they can, and drop it in. So sometimes we have to go beyond our normal 
way of thinking to get a supernatural experience. So, so they did that in the other um, scriptures. So guess what? Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Alright? I can understand the rise and the walk. But I don't understand taking up your bed. He said, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. So the Lord said, Get up, take up that thing that is so comfortable to you, and move with it. Let people see that you were the guy that was there all the time. Because the, the idea of a miracle being performed, there is a testimony. That has to come after the miracle. We cannot get a supernatural experience and we keep it to ourselves. Even though the Lord tells us, don't tell anybody, don't you know, you tell that person, don't tell that other person wrong. Because we know once you have experienced a supernatural encounter, it is so hard for us not to share with somebody. Because how, how do we overcome? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So this is a supernatural experience. The Lord says, rise, take up your testimony, and walk. So the bed is his testimony reminding him of where he was laying at that pool. The testimony under his arm, walking with it. People saw him with the bed, and they said, wait, is this the man that was there? And they were in this disagreement because it was done on a certain day that they call holy. The Lord is holy. And immediately he said, the man was made whole. His mindset changes. The questioning, how can this be gone? Because see, once you have experienced a miracle, what does that do to our faith afterwards? It, it strengthens our faith to do more, to, to experience more. It, it strengthens the faith of this man that um, I don't know if this guy was a believer. But for some reason, he was in the house of the Lord. A, a, a common place that David said that he always run to. Let me run into the house of the Lord for mercy. Let me run into the house of the Lord for refuge. Let me run into the house of the Lord for strength. Let me run into the house of the Lord to, to understand what the Lord wants from me. Even when David experienced death, it said that he cleaned up himself and went into the house of the Lord and started to worship. The, the house of the Lord is, is a place and it's not a place only at a church setting. That's it's a right. place in your bedroom. Exactly. It's a place while we're driving. Mm -hmm. It's a place while we're shopping. Mm -hmm. We're there saying, Lord, mm -hmm. make, make your presence come in me, into me. This, this is something so supernatural. We, we have given the gift of salvation that we cannot take for granted. This is a supernatural occurrence where something stopped from the norm and our direction shifted. That's right. Our direction shifted and we're going into a different place. Now this guy is walking, carrying his bed, his testimony, and people are seeing it. And the Jews, they, they notice that this man is made well. I can see he's smiling, singing, 
30 years. He's probably crying, I don't know. He, he's going through a lot of emotional um, thing because the thing that he wanted came to pass in a moment after 30 years of waiting. So the Jews noticed that he was, be, he was cured, verse 10. And I said, no, this is such an unlawful act. Why are thou carrying in that bed? You know you're not supposed to be working. But he said, this is my testimony. I cannot leave it. I have to, the Lord tell me. He said, the person told me to take up my bed and walk. Mm -hmm. And it's so amazing that he did not know that Jesus was the one that told him until they started questioning me. Who is this person that told you to take up your bed and walk? They, they asked. And I said, it, it must be, wait, that's the man, that's it, that's it. You know, the, the, the lady come tell her man, she, but that, that is he, he's the one. And I said, oh, yeah, we know him, that's Mary's son, the one living in Nazareth, the one who was born in that place. So he's just a prophet, he's no, and he said, no, 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 he is the one that told me. And he says, afterward, Jesus um, found him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made, made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing shall come upon thee. Mm -hmm. So we realize, because of the revelation of his goodness, sin is something that will cause us to go back worse than how we were than we came in. Mm -hmm. But he 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 decided 38 years. I can't get anything worse than that. For him, that was, that was probably the worst experience of his life. Mm -hmm. When somebody gives you their testimony, they're gonna tell you, man. And sometimes when, when somebody shares their testimony, we can say, oh man, in, in our heart, we might be saying, Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if I could manage that. <laughs> you know, we, we are so in a sense of awe of how that person went through that thing so long. If it was a week, I said, okay. But 38 years, he's in, in that position. And it is said that his testimony was of the goodness of God. But the Lord came to him and said, hey, do not see no more, or this will become worse. He said the man departed, and then he told the Jews who it was. He said, it is, it is Jesus. So what he did now, he, he deflected the glory. So it is that when we get a testimony, we must always remember to deflect the glory. The limelight come upon him. He said, no, 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 not me. Jesus. Because guess what? Who's going to get the, who's going to hold accountable for the miracle? Not the man. The person who told him, Jesus. So he said, Jesus is the one. So when we, we have to be, be careful to remember. When there was something supernatural happened to us, we said, far be it from me. It is the Lord that causes this thing to happen. We have to try to remember. And we ask Lord, please Lord, help us to, to know it is not nothing that we have done. It is not nothing that we, we caused to happen. Yeah, it is the, the glory. So let me wrap up now. And it says, 
They sought to persecute Jesus and they tried to slay him because he has done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, I'm here to do my Father's work. So are we. We're here to do his, uh, our Father's work. And it, our Father is always working. The Lord never stops. And Lord, we thank you again for your word. Lord, we thank you that you can remind us of your goodness and, uh, and the testimony of our deliverance. Lord, help us to be mindful to share with others, those who have no hope, those who are hopeless, those who are sick, those who are in disrepair, those who don't know you. Help us not to keep the testimony to ourselves. Help us to be mindful that the mission field is out there and we are able ministers, each one of us here, to do your bid, to do your calling. So Lord, we thank you again for your word unto us. We ask that it will be a blessing, not for this time, but the time to come, and that we shall continue to walk hearing from you, knowing that you are a good God. You are the God that heal every disease. You heal everything that in our heart. So Lord, that we be made whole today and now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, we would want to go into a time of worship um, with our tithes and offering. Um, checks can be made payable to New Life Horizon Church. And also you can use the, the PayPal app at the email address newhorizonmin at gmail.com. So as we take your time to make your offerings and your, your gifts to New Life Horizon Church.
bless this the body of this church, Lord. This is the Lord of David. We ask you continue to bless them in a mighty way. Provide for us this week. Let this be a great week, a supernatural week that we'll see your hand. Bless us in a mighty way. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. I want to thank everyone for coming to celebrate with us and to celebrate that goodness. Jennifer, Ryan, thank you so much for coming and just being with us even this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for your presence. You came as a surprise. She turned up at my door. No, no. The intention was to surprise me. But I wasn't surprised. Um, Ruth, thank you for coming. You know what I like? It's like the Lord knows the things that are important to you. And if you had sent me money, it would have meant the same. But your presence meant far more than the money. Yeah. If you didn't take me a fear and send it to them, I want to thank you. And Tamar, thank you. You've done yourself. You recognize. See, you have, now have a cafeteria. You want to put it in a French, in an Italian name? <laughs> and Marie, thank you for your faithfulness over, over the year. And my mother, thank you for just being with us. You were there from the beginning. I was saying to Karen this morning that I know my birth would have been a challenging. At, the, at your age, and you'd have wondered what an embarrassment. And last night, I think the Lord gave you an opportunity to be proud yes. that He could have used what was an embarrassment. Mm. That He still can use what is an embarrassment. Mm. Not in a pastor. I didn't think about that. You know, title mean. You know, I hate titles. But what I, what it for, it, for you to see that God can use that which seems like a mistake to anybody, Amen. and He can say, "This mistake I can use." And so take all your mistakes and give them to the Lord. And watch how he works with them. And my husband, thank you. Thank you for the support that you have been. Thank you. You know, this, we could, I couldn't have done this without you. There's something I don't think about. Once you're around, I don't think about it. Because I know you're going to fix it. And I don't want to say, Kirk. And it is done. But Lord, above everything, I just want to thank God. I save the best for last. Lord, I thank you. I just thank you. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. When we didn't even know that a year would go. Can you believe a year, one full year, February 11th to February 16th, one full year and brought up. And you did it. You did it with people, Lord. You see the ups and the downs. You see the, Lord, you saw the different challenges, Lord. Through that one year, so many things we faced. But you remained faithful when we wanted to give up. When we wanted to say, no, I'm out. I'm checking out. Yeah. You remained faithful. And so, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that you would take us further. And Jennifer confirmed in my spirit as I continued to share it, even with my mother, I shared with Karen this morning. Well, we shared with her again. I, we, I, I never saw ourselves in a, in a church building worshiping with people. I said to Karen this morning, we are called to equip those who are already in a church to send them back to serve. And that is the, the, the vision I have 
for persons to understand their plan, their purpose, in accordance with God's plan and promise. So we're not going after, that's why I would never invite someone from another church to come and agree with us. No, that's not what we're about. We're not calling people to hop. We are, called, we are called to equip those who are already planted somewhere so that they can bloom where they are planted. And so, Father, I thank you for the vision, not my vision. A house? You said a house? That is my vision. I saw, I see the house because the Lord initially I'm a builder. And so I already have the blueprint in my head. I see the rooms. I see all of that. I see all of that. And that is where, I, I said to God, that that's where we're living. And people are going to come in and come into where we're living. But it's going to be such a big home because when they come in, they come and they use this thing and they go. And, and I say I say to people, it's like a Disneyland. Yeah, have you ever heard of Disneyland closing? Yeah. Disneyland don't close because it's a, it's a 365 days a year thing. That's what we have. It will be a 365 people come in in the middle of the week, get healed, Amen. get renewed, refreshed, and go. Coming in is like a recycle. People coming in. And that is what the vision will love. So when I heard it this morning, I wasn't, you're just confirming what I've been saying to my mother and saying to, to Karen. And I discussed it with Kirk. That is what the Lord, and even this morning we were talking. And I was saying to her, I said, Karen, this is what I, I'm seeing. I said, Karen, we're going we're, we're to be doing retreats and we're not going to call no speak, great speaker with any name. No, we're not doing that anymore. Only you're going to speak because the Lord has put something in all of you. And I've been saying, I said, I said that last night, I said it to, to Cheryl, and I'm saying it to all of you, come ready. Yeah. The Lord has put something in all of you, come ready. Because you have something, you have been through stuff that he can use to bring healing to others. Have you uh, have been comforted? Go ahead and comfort others. The same way you have been comforted. And I tell you guys all the way, I said, if the enemy wants me to talk, put me through things, because I'm going to talk. I have no secret. So there's nobody who has any secret for me. That's a good thing. It's the worst the enemy. So just, Lord, thank you. I started to pray, but in the midst of praying, I had to talk, because I have to still talk about you. So may the Lord bless you all. May you understand that you are part and parcel of his plan. And that he has a plan for you. And as Kirk said this morning, do you want to be made whole? Sometimes we cannot step out because we are not whole. Yeah. Mm. Emotionally, mentally. Mm -hmm. We're still in pain. And God is saying, do you want to be made whole? But the man said, sir, when the water is stirred, there's no one to put me in. And God didn't ask him that question. The question is, do you want to be made whole? All that question requires a yes or a no. Not an excuse. Not something to deflect or to take it away from him. God is saying, do you this morning want to be made whole? Because when you want to be made whole, anywhere the healing come, you're ready for it. Whatever it takes, you're ready. Do you want to remain 
where you are or do you want to go to the next level, the next step? And so Father, we, I am saying to you, Lord, I want to be made whole. I've been made whole allows my perspective to change. It causes a transformation in my heart. It gives me the perspective that I'm no longer dead in sin, but I am raised with Christ. So this morning, Lord, I desire to set my heart upon things that are heavenly. I desire to set my mind upon things that are above God, where you are seated. And I pray that this will be the, the mindset and the perspective of everyone seated here this morning. That we be ready to be made whole. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance.